Hi team, this is the Be Real With Us podcast by The Path to Goals on a mission to help you quit yo-yo dieting forever, eat foods you love, embrace the strength of lifting heavy ass weights and cultivate an undeniable level of confidence that inspires women around you to do the exact same. We are certified nutritionists and personal trainers who just wanna be real with you when it comes to nutrition, strength, and mindset. We specialize in behavior change, hormones, metabolism, sleep, stress, recovery, and mindset. If you are frustrated by all the conflicting information floating around on the internet, well, don't worry because we are here to call out the bullshit and help you stop overthinking and start doing. Billions of these humans, humans. spinning on a ball of confusion. confusion. Some kids I went to school with, school with. gave up on their dreams, they said, screw it. Screw I it. said, oh, I'm going to make some music. Even if they tell me it won't do shit, I do it. Damn, I fucking knew it. I'm blowing up quick. I said, boom, bitch. I could give a Hello, few Hello, be real with us listeners. It is the perfect trio today again. All the three coaches are together. Coach Alyssa, Coach Denise. What's up, guys? What's up, guys? How was your week? It's going. No, <laughs> let's share something in common. We're not getting much sleep this week. I have a yeah. toddler with a fever. And I still don't have a newborn. <laughs> still a phase newborn. My sleep says I got optimum, optimal right. sleep. <laughs> and my stress is great. Yeah. <laughs> and I did a bunch of things yesterday after I worked and went with my best friend to find her dress. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. And she found it? Yeah, she said yes in the dress. Yes. Like, yeah, there yesterday. So. Um, but that's why I have this unlimited energy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like popping yeah. around. <laughs> Every single week I'm here. This is why I have I can do all the things that I want to do, and you know, I love it. Now we love that for you. We're jealous. We're really happy. <laughs> yes, you're welcome. Well, yeah. Any highlights of the week, ladies? Like, what has been your highlight aside from your best friend's dress? I went to Disney on Ice. Oh, that's, that's fun. That was yeah, cool. what, what happened? I got tell, tell, tell the truth. <laughs> so, I had a lot of fun, yeah. but we did get scammed and we paid way too much for the tickets. So it was actually last weekend. It was raining and we don't splurge on things like that normally, but we haven't taken our Disneyland. Disneyland's expensive. Yeah, it's it's like a so thing. I'm like, you know, I want her to enjoy it. Yeah. And so we had told her we were going to take her to Frozen. Um, when Fern's clients told them that it was in town and I thought it was a local theater, like, or sorry, I thought it was like a big thing, but it was a local theater. We had told her and the tickets sold out. And so we looked the next morning and saw Disney on ice and she's like, we have to make up for it. We like, she didn't get to go to the play. Uh, so let's take her to, um, Disney on ice. So I feel like right here it's at 4am and the tickets, we literally were the night before they were like selling out and so we had that like urgency there and so there was oh, there, it, so the sign he clicked was one of those sponsored sites i guess it was ticket center and it's a scam it's a, it's a legit site but they triple times the prices and in my head i'm like every anything disney is always so yeah. expensive yeah. so to, so to my defense i was like that makes sense he was like uh six hundred dollars there's no way and i'm like Come on, like we did. Let's do it. Disney. It must yeah. be like be spontaneous. It must be really, really good. Yeah. So we go and already the parking we paid like 109. Oh, it was 25 dollars for parking. Oh, he's like, wait a second. And then we get in there and he's like, this isn't a 600 dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but it was 
really, really good, but definitely was not. Oh, we got it. Yeah. So what happened? So it was somebody that bought the tickets and then sold them? Yeah, I guess, I don't know. I honestly don't know how it worked, but when I went after the show to look at the the company website, it was like, do not buy from the site. They they triple times the tickets. I think it's because it's sponsored. People click it for concerts and things, and they just think, oh, it's last minute, it's usually last minute. Right. They have a timer, so there's mm-hmm. urgency. You're like, oh, I only have to get in Get my yeah, credit card in before they sell out. And so, yeah. well, did Camila, she, she had the best. Oh, okay. well, that's only if I understand. All that matters. Made the girls smile. <laughs> All that Daddy was happy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that was our last weekend. Oh my God, mm-hmm. last weekend. I do last weekend. I don't even know. It's took care of baby. Took care of the baby. I took care of the baby. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. Meal prep worked. Like <laughs> <laughs> the usual. The usual. Literally doing the same things that I did before having kids. Yeah, still doing it now. So I know my life is boring, guys. No updates on my end. But anyways, today we are going to talk about. The shit they don't teach you at school, life <laughs> skills and for success. Obviously, in the context of nutrition, strength training, behavior change, the reason why we are here. So we really want to dive deep into, um, you know, choices, really making the easy versus hard choices. And in doing that and creating habits of making easier choices versus the hard choices, what consequences that that leads us to what mm-hmm. sacrifices that we are actually making in the long term. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'll uh, take it off to Denise here to kind of start, um, you know, easy and hard choices. Like what are some common things that or choices, I would say, that mm-hmm. people tend to do uh, that isn't in alignment with where they're trying to go in life? Yeah. So I think I want to start off with that. It's already hard right now. They just Mm -hmm. don't know that it's hard because it's familiar. Mm -hmm. So when people go like, oh, if I do this, it's going to be a lot harder. It's like, it's already hard right Mm -hmm. now, but they're just not recognizing it. So for example, when it comes to maybe like nutrition and cooking versus like eating out, cooking is a new skill. So most people are like, this is going to be really hard and I'm not going to be able to do it. So I'll do the easy way of like maybe ordering out when they don't want to, right? Like Mm -hmm. a mindless thing. And however, that actually makes it harder because then one, you are probably wasting more money. Mm -hmm. Two, the food is not as nutritious and then you don't feel as good. Mm -hmm. And so then you're kind of like stuck here like, oh, this shit's hard versus when you learn how to cook. Then you get to like actually make meals that you like. You get to like teach your kids or other people. Um, and then you actually end up saving time and saving money. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like ripple effect. It's a hard versus yes. an easy one. Yeah. So I think our brain, it's like hard in the moment, right? Because yeah. our, our brain knows. Yeah. It's like in a familiar yeah. shit situation. It is. Yeah. I prefer to be safe in the shit situation I'm in yeah. versus making that change. Mm-hmm. Um, and both are hard, right? But pick your, choose your hard. For sure. Yeah. You're sacrificing comfort today for um you know a harder life later on right so i like to say uh what sacrifices are you willing to make today to get what you want tomorrow because it's all about for me freedom like Mm -hmm. even though you know i am spending a few hours meal prepping a few hours out of my sunday that yeah i could be chilling resting doing nothing hanging out with you know whoever i'm sacrificing those things so i can set myself better for the entire week 
And because of that, my week is going to go by smoother. I'm going to be happier. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be consistent. I'm going to be proud, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, those choices are really hard because, you know, especially if you're trying to develop these habits in the beginning, it's it's just not easy. And that's just the fact of the matter. Like none of this stuff is easy. So yeah, let's kick it off with the first pillar of nutrition, right? Yeah. I think you, you hit the nail right on the head with starting with meal prepping. I think that's such a fundamental skill, cooking and planning ahead and meal prepping your meals that is required to see the results you're probably after. And I actually don't just talk about this on my stories, right? Like I spend a little bit extra time in the kitchen on Monday. Yes. There was a crap ton of dishes. It sucks. It's Monday. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, I don't want to do it, but I do it. Monday I cook a big meal. Same with Tuesday, but guess what? Wednesday and Thursday roll around. I don't have to cook anything. I get yeah. totally complete day off from doing dishes or cooking in the kitchen mm -hmm. because of the leg work I did on Monday and Tuesday night mm -hmm. um, to prep ahead for that. So, and just because it's hard, it doesn't mean you're not able to do it. Or that it's bad. Or that it's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Humans actually like to create and put an effort. Like when you are actively doing something and creating, that creates that purpose you're looking for versus like mindlessly mm -hmm. trying to get things done. Mm -hmm. And so effort is actually a good thing. When I was growing up, I was always taught that you always have to work for what it is that yeah, you want. Sure. Like putting in either the time or the effort or the hard work. And I loved that as a kid because everything you did, it was like, it was from you and mm -hmm. what you did. So I think that was important to know. Do you think your family praised the effort versus yeah. interesting? Cause Cause I, I think <laughs> usually parents don't praise yeah. the effort. Mm -hmm given it's usually just like praising the actual accomplishment yeah like you did good or this was bad mm -hmm. that yeah. was important so for example they always praise how when i went home from school like let's make sure you do your homework so you can get good grades mm -hmm. they obviously wanted me to get good grades i had to or else but it was like hey you did a really good job like really working on this mm -hmm. to be able to get where you are so they always really praise that which i think we need to make sure that we're praising that mm -hmm. as well as the effort yeah. and not just the outcome. For sure. That's so important. I think my parents actually did a really good job. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, I didn't do all in school, but I mean, in high school, I did put in a lot of effort and I just really struggled like studying. I didn't know how to study and my parents were just kind of teaching me what they knew and it wasn't really helpful, but they knew I was putting in a lot of effort. That's why they were never really upset about the grades themselves. At least in high school, I didn't put that much effort in undergrad and college. Um, but in high school, yeah, um, they were never really upset because they knew, like, I just really struggled yeah. with learning. Uh, and yeah, and I was trying. But, you know, something that they taught me to do with sports that I appreciate with my dad doing for me was he always taught me you always finish strong mm -hmm. and you never quit in the middle mm -hmm. of the season because we always like I was never allowed to not do anything. And that was the rule of the house. Like, he's like, I don't care if like what sport you do. I don't care, you know, if you don't like it, but if you start something, you figure out you don't like it in the middle of the season, you finish the season, you finish strong, doing the best that you can. And then you could find something else if you don't like it after that. And mm -hmm. at that age, I didn't understand. I was, you know, obviously too young to um, understand what the lesson was behind that. But looking back, it's so valuable because it showed me and it taught me that no matter what I'm doing, it doesn't have to feel good. I just need to put effort into it mm -hmm. and the outcome is the outcome. And then afterwards, like after doing all of like the work and putting in the effort and being there for my teammates, if I decided this is not something that's for me, I have the option to 
find something else until I do. Mm-hmm. And so that was like, he gave me that, that path until I found volleyball. Mm-hmm. And that it was, was like, like basketball that you wanted to quit? <laughs> well, all, all the sports that I oh. tried, because I did soccer, tennis, oh, okay. bat, but bat, mostly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we had, pretty, a, we had well, an intense coach. We had an intense coach. Yeah. In today's world, in today's generation, he would have been, been fired. Canceled. <laughs> would have been canceled. Would have been fired. The things he said. Oh, oh he Lord. said. I'll tell you, actually, he got me freaking Pillsbury because <laughs> <laughs> This is the fat in my <laughs> I mean, I mean, I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, it's yeah. like I, we would joke with him all the yeah, time. Yeah. He would, he was really, he was actually, he was really scary on the court. Yeah, now that he was so many times. I would purposely sit at the end of the bench so he wouldn't call me to go in because I was terrified mm-hmm. every fucking time. Shanta, <laughs> get your ass up here. And I was just like, no. Like, he was a scary dude. But, but, he, but outside of that, like outside of the, the actual games, he was funny. He was, he was joking yeah. with us. Yeah. He poked fun at us. We poked fun at him. So I was never traumatized with, with that. <laughs> Yeah. today he would definitely be canceled. <laughs> that reminds me so much of my coaches when I played field hockey, my current coach right now. It, there was a balance, but I think having a coach to say like, what? so what he said to me is, how do you do one thing? It's how you do everything. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and so to jumping into strength and exercise, I think if you're able to get into the gym or work out and do those hard things, it really translates into life. He'll say things like, get really comfortable being uncomfortable today. This is going to feel hard. But like find your breathing rhythm, like get comfortable here. Mm-hmm. And that has helped so much in life when you're like stressed, like mm-hmm. in whatever, like you can like feel that. And the other thing he said was don't leave seconds on the plate like that. Like mm-hmm. you only have a few more seconds, finish strong. Mm-hmm. How you do one thing is how you do everything. So are you going to do this to yourself? And don't give up when it gets hard. Right? Yes. At least not giving up. Ooh, he gives you so yeah. many yeah. Yeah. tips in there. This was your field hockey coach? You remember? No, this is my current coach. Yeah. Oh. My field hockey coach is nuts. Yeah. So it's like... I feel like my school coaches yeah, are like, yeah, nuts. Yeah, a little nuts. But I think it really builds character, right? Yeah, I think all of us understand, like, because nowadays everything's so easy and so accessible yeah. that one thing feels resistance. We're like, how oh, we're going to avoid mm-hmm. it. And we just want to stay here. And mm-hmm. that's not how you grow. No, hundred percent. This is why I'm so passionate about health and fitness is because I mean, it, it really transformed my life. It helped me get out of really tough situations that I put myself in. Um, it helped me transform my life. And then it gave me the confidence that I needed yeah. to do other things. Mm-hmm. Like I, it, I mean, you if you guys have listened to the earlier episodes, you understand that, like I just mentioned, school was never my thing, but I went back to grad school because I wanted to prove to myself for whatever reason. I have some different thoughts about uh, higher education at this point, but um, I wanted to prove to myself that I can succeed in an academic setting because I proved to myself that I can be successful in a health and fitness setting. I was like, okay, now let me challenge myself in a different way. And then I pursued my master's. And then after that, that's what kind of gave built even more confidence to pursue the business. And so I'm telling you guys, when you put so much effort into yourself, when it comes to your health and wellness, and you actually achieve your goals, it's going to give you so much confidence to do literally anything that you want. Mm -hmm. And so that's what we hope for all of our clients or anybody really trying to pursue their goals is when you live up to your commitments to yourself, when you follow through with your commitments and inconvenient times, that's where you build confidence. That's where you build the power to actually create the life that you want for yourself. 
Mm-hmm. And that's what we tell our clients all the time, right? Yeah. Like, <clears throat> stop lying to yourself. If you're yeah. going to set these goals or yeah. set your alarm, I mean, this is, I'm stealing this from you, yeah. Denise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Send that 6 a.m. alarm when you hit that alarm and go right back to sleep. You're, you're starting your day with telling yourself a lie. So, mm-hmm. living up to your word, saying what you're going to do, and doing it. And the way I notice the identity, it so. I have always had this identity that I'm a consistent person. I've always mm-hmm. told myself yes. that. I also but, told myself, like, if I say something, I'll do it. I've always made yes. it happen. And so I think a lot of people are fearful because they're like, oh, my gosh, like, what if I don't do it? And it's like, well, you're the one telling yourself, <laughs> yourself that. And so you have the power to change. And that's the one thing, too, is that language matters so much. And your brain can be molded. It's like clay. Mm-hmm. But you have to start noticing the language you're utilizing and then be able to shift it and like change the identity. You can change it at any time. I think mm-hmm. people are like, I'll just wait until like, you know, and it's until something magic happens. Yeah. Like some like I don't know. Yeah. People are just kind of waiting until like it's the right time or, you know, when, you know, the stars align or whatever. But it's like I don't know. I've always had a sense of urgency when it comes to my own goals. And I think that's where some issues lie. It's like people don't have like the reason why these goals are important now is because if you continue to wait, if you continue to think, if you continue to sit in your thoughts about all of the possible reasons that you can or cannot be successful, you are wasting time Mm -hmm. because we have limited time on this earth. Mm -hmm. And why not max out everything that your entire potential like why not just see what you are actually capable of while you are still living and breathing on this earth Mm -hmm. um that's how i've thought about it anyways i'm always like i mean you know kevin there's a urgency is great (laughs) um but i sometimes i have too much urgency for like literally everything slow down (laughs) i know like poor kevin like when i have an idea like i need it done right now right now (laughs) but anyways (laughs) Yeah, I do think that, you know, we kind of get stuck in our thoughts and not enough action mm-hmm. with that. Which we have some tips on that. Like uh, this week, I have been using Dern. It's when you guys saw that. D-I-R-N. Didn't he make up her own own It's like, just do it. Like, anytime you have a thought, I think people, I said this earlier in my stories, but people go like, I don't have time. I'm so busy. I'm like, why are you really, really doing with your time? Mm-hmm. Like really take a look at hour by hour and you're going to find that you create so much time because a lot of people go like, well, I need to do this and that. And then like, if you watch yourself from a TV show, you're probably just sitting there like, you need to do this and that. And like, you're not actually mm-hmm. doing anything. And so that behavior part of taking action is so, so important. Your mind's just running. Yeah. <laughs> your mind's thinking of all the things you have to do when you could just be doing it instead. Okay, so um, the easy versus hard choices when it comes to our second pillar, strength training. So um, as you guys have noticed, we have shifted our focus when it comes to strength training, exercise, and we're really focusing on that athlete mindset. Mm -hmm. And we're really encouraging a lot of our clients to get outside of their comfort zone when it comes to their exercise and really challenging themselves to go to the gym, filming themselves, Mm -hmm. start lifting heavy weights, um, you know, try to go from home YouTube workouts to Mm -hmm. the gym, to dumbbells, to barbells, right? And this can be really hard because we can get really comfortable with our HIIT workouts at home or our light dumbbells and not really challenging our muscles, right? And so 
Um, this is one thing that we try to focus on where, you know, another example of it's okay that it's hard. It's okay that you have these thoughts of, oh, what are people going to think of me? It's okay. Like these things are normal. And it's something that literally everybody goes through. Mm-hmm. I definitely have been there. But what do you actually want? And I think this is where we need to get crystal clear on what exactly your goals are, why you want these goals, how you're going to achieve these goals, right? So Denise, what are some um, limiting beliefs that you feel like people have and how do you help them overcome them when it comes to lifting specifically? Oh my gosh. The first one is just getting to the gym. I think there's, there's some fear there about like getting to a place. And then the second one is like, I don't, I think the limiting thoughts are like, I don't belong or like, I take up space. I take mm-hmm. space or I'm just not a gym person. It's like, you don't have to be a gym person mm-hmm. yeah. to like yeah. go to the gym. Mm-hmm. You just need to go to the gym. And the biggest one too is like, I don't want to film myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to like see it. I'm like, not fit enough. I don't yeah, want fit enough. enough. I don't look the part mm-hmm. to yeah. film myself. And I think mm-hmm. that's because you think that like no one else cares about you when you go to the gym like that. And until you actually get there, and you lift that weight and you do that thing, you're always going to feel that way unless you actually mm-hmm. practice mm-hmm. and actually do those things. Yeah. yeah. And you're going to be inspiring other people in the gym. Yeah. I can guarantee you that. Um, little story here, but uh, during my first few years going to the gym, I was training for my first bodybuilding competition. I was doing two-a-days and um, I was going to 24-hour fitness at this time and, you know, we're about two or three months, I saw this guy come in every single day and he was extremely overweight. I want to say around like high 300s, 400 pounds. But every single day that I was there, he was there on the treadmill and then he would go to the machines. And I'm sure he felt the exact same way mm-hmm. showing up. But like it, it impressed me. Like I was so like, wow, like he's showing up every day. And over time I saw like the weight just like melt off. And so I had to say something because I wanted to kind of like show it, like tell him that, hey, like I see you. Yeah, I see you. Mm-hmm. Like this is awesome. So I, I go up to him one day. He was on a he was on a machine and I just said, hey, you know, I see you in here every day. I just wanted to tell you that you look amazing. I'm impressed with your hard work. And it was so awkward. I felt bad <laughs> because uh, he felt uncomfortable. I could see that he felt uncomfortable. He didn't say much. Mm-hmm. And at that moment, I was like, oh, shit. I, well, I shouldn't have said anything. I felt really bad. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to make him feel uncomfortable. I was really trying to like give him words of encouragement. Mm-hmm. I awkwardly said, all right, well, it was nice to meet you. And I awkwardly walked away. And I immediately was like, Shouldn't have done that, shouldn't say, bad idea. Well, turns out the next day he comes up to me and he says, hey, I just want to let you know that I was about to give up and you like inspired me. Like you inspired me to come back. I was having a really hard day and like, yeah. And I just like, I felt so bad, but like, keep showing up. Keep yeah. showing up because you're inspiring other people and the people who are serious about mm-hmm. lifting and being there and getting shit done mm-hmm. are going to want to see you there more. They're going to want, they're going to give you words of encouragement. I know that for a fact that serious gym goers get excited mm-hmm. when non gym goers show up and they continue and they see the effort. They're going to, they're going to be there for you and pump you up. So yeah, just a little story to share with you. Get there. curious, like it's a playground. Like, yeah. if you are going to enter the gym with already this mindset of like, oh my god, like this is not me. Of course, you're gonna feel that way. Yeah. Versus mm-hmm. like, 
wow, how can I explore different machines? How can you learn the same way as a kid enters a playground? Like, whoa, look at all these slides and lunching bars. We were very taught to be active when we were younger. So, and then make friends too. Mm-hmm. Like, don't put Best your head back. <laughs> put your head down. Like, I know you make so many friends. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I don't make any friends. But my-, <laughs> <laughs> my headphones are always in, like head is down. Like, don't talk to me. And, and, and when we like, don't, really don't go with a friend. It's still yeah. a cat. But go and like say hi right. to someone. Take a group fitness yeah. class. Although we are encouraging you to get to weight floor. <laughs> you can still meet people yeah. that way. Um, my hack is, okay, I've worked in gyms for years and the people that work there genuinely want to see you do well. And so take the tour, right? Meet some of the trainers, say hi there. I go, I mean, four or five times a week, the trainers there are so nice. They always come and say hi. Um, and so if you start to just say hi to the trainers and if you need help, ask, right? That's how you can get familiar with some of the um, equipment, like ask for the, the, they always offer assessments. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one way for you to have a familiar face to say hi to. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, like right. Yeah, yes. And, and you'll feel more comfortable there. Yeah, like I, I make best friends that. with the front desk people, <laughs> the manager, like, I'm like, Hey, like she knows, like, you know, knows the manager's name. And Me and Melissa are just so different. Yeah. <laughs> like, but if you're nervous, this is what's going to make you feel yeah. at home faster. Well, sure. I know like when Shantae comes in, you are choosing not to, like you want to, right? But yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm a little bit more reserved and like. Just... But it's like if you want, if you wanted to, you would. And here's the thing: yeah. if you're entering a gym space and you're having trouble asking help, looking at people in the eye, saying hi, yeah. and communicating, it's not just the gym space that's a problem. It's a life problem. Like if you can't go to a new space and be able to open up like that, you're probably having challenges like that at work, Mm -hmm. in your family, Mm -hmm. in your relationship, in your friends. So So I'm just saying like, if you wanted to, you definitely would. And I am, and I am like that. Like when I choose, (laughs) you're right. Yeah, yeah. I'm not like so like, no. Like you're just in there grinding at your workout. Yeah, I'm not going to get workout done. But yeah, I'm not a socializer. Yeah. <laughs> but if we have trouble socializing because it's the gym, like there's more, I think, challenges that we need to work on. Yeah. Other than just, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like the communication part, which I think I wanted to briefly touch upon. I forget to go to our behavior pillar and identities yeah. and all of that. Is if you are in your head a lot, it is a sign that you are constantly overthinking and fear of judgment and fear of everyone. And that comes from a place of you like with having a lot of self-doubt, not being able to have those tough conversations with other people or with yourself. And then that's where everything else is like a domino effect to that, right? You're not learning how to ask for help. You're not learning how to like communicate your needs. And so I think that's kind of the first step is like, listen to the language that you're saying to yourself and what you're identifying as. So what are you actually avoiding? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Your behaviors around that. A lot of times when we don't communicate, it's because we're avoiding, you know, mm-hmm. those uncomfortable conversations with either a coach or a friend or um, ourselves. And what do you do instead as a result? You just move further away from mm-hmm. the life that you want. And again, these are all of what, like things that just procrastinate what, what you could have, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? And so the thing we don't teach you about behavior, and mm-hmm. I can, we've talked about this so many times, is that they don't teach you how to like plan your life. Like really just offload your brain with everything in your head, plan it out. I like to say that when you're planning out your routines, um, you are designing conscious living. You're designing a conscious life to be present because then you can 
then plan everything else, right? You can plan in your nutrition, you can plan your gym time. Because the biggest thing I hear all the time is, I just don't have time. Mm-hmm. My job is too busy for things. And it's, I think, you know, if we come from like grad school or, you know, you went to school, it's like that those behaviors are ingrained in there where mm-hmm. you're up so late studying and you're running on three, four cups of coffee and you're not sleeping. And, you know, and so those habits carry over into your career and then you don't do anything to fix it because it's kind of like the culture of school. Uh, And so that, you know, if you're not practicing these habits in the most busiest times of your life, it's going to be continue to become challenging as you know, you get married, you have kids, like it's just kind of like this ripple ripple effect. I know for me, when I was in grad school, I was working full time, you know, driving a lot. I had my calendar glued onto mm-hmm. me, literally glued onto me. And every single time I would leave it at a client's house, I'd freak out. <laughs> but where's my <laughs> calendar? <laughs> what am I supposed to do tomorrow? <laughs> oh my life. Yeah, my life. And then, um, yeah, so I would always plan everything that I'm doing, Hi- highlight everything. I was a very much like a handwritten uh, planner type person, yell prepping everything. Like I had my shit too with teeth. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when I, you know, graduated and entered the workforce, it was just kind of easy because I already did that. It wasn't something that I avoided. I would always go to bed at the same time every night. You know, even if I had a lot of studying to do, I'll just do it on the weekend. And what did I sacrifice? I sacrificed my social life because that was one thing that I had to in order to fit all of this stuff, all of this stuff in. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, like going back, like what are you willing to sacrifice today to have the life that you want later? Yeah. I think people will always argue like, but I have to be in balance. Oh yeah, the balance. Of yeah. I just it's, I'm t- having a hard time balancing everything, <laughs> and I think at some point your life is going to be a little out of balance. So say you're working full time, you're a mom, and maybe nutrition and strength training isn't something you've partaked in, um, you've never done, or just have done in the past and currently aren't. It your life is going to feel a little out of balance yeah. at first, mm-hmm. right? When you're first trying to incorporate in the, getting to the gym, you're going to feel like oh, this feels a lot. This feels uh, like I'm squeezed for time. Yeah, yeah, it feels tedious, but that's because it's new. It's yeah. supposed to feel like that. Yeah. And so, yes, your life might feel a little out of balance while you're trying to figure out how to meal prep and how to go to the gym. And that's okay. Yeah. There's some things that are going to have to be put down. Maybe uh, happy hours are going to mm-hmm. have to be set aside. Maybe your kid has to drop out of gym class or uh, gymnastics. Like, mm-hmm. so I see so many parents enrolling their child in like every activity <laughs> of the week. Well, yeah, <laughs> every night, Monday through Friday, you're taking your kid to gymnastics and then some lessons and um, something's got to get. Like, yeah, that's where you have to reevaluate. Like, okay, my new balance might feel out of balance, but eventually it will again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the beginning is always the hardest. Mm-hmm. And- it's seasons of life, right? Seasons of life. Mm-hmm. You have to think of it that way. And in order for these things to feel easy, you have to focus on it. You know, I had a client once where she mentioned, you know, I, I feel like I'm always thinking about food. I'm like, well, yeah, now you have to think about food because you haven't thought about food up until this point. Yeah. And so it's going to, you have, you kind of have to. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of the situation that we're in right now where, yes, it's going to be, you have to be intentional. You have to plan. You have to put thought into it. Because eventually, yeah, you don't want to be thinking about food forever, but you also don't want to be stuck in the position that you're in now. Mm -hmm. And so we have to have this season of life where we are 
like I said, planning, being intentional, thinking about these things constantly. And then at a certain point, it's going to become easier where you don't have to think about it as much or it becomes automatic. Mm-hmm. You know, it does, I have to admit, you know, being 11 years in the game, it's, it does feel nice to not have to think about mm-hmm. it all the time and mm-hmm. to know what my portions are, to know macros, mm-hmm. like to do, to do all of this, all of these things that we're teaching our clients um, quickly because mm-hmm. I've been doing, I've been putting in the reps for so long. It's not challenging for me anymore. And so that is what I hope for everybody. Mm-hmm. Let the hard things just be hard. Yeah. <laughs> Let it be hard. Like I think people fight with like bad feelings all the time. I don't, this is so hard to wake up. It's so hard to do that. And just let it be hard. Mm-hmm. And I think a line I've really been using is just stop fucking around and like figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think a lot of times we like make these excuses and like, we're just like fucking around and just, <laughs> figure it out. I think that's the best. Yeah. Like yeah. resourceful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Resourceful is very important. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's a skill that a lot of like, that definitely don't teach you in grad school, mm-hmm. right? Uh, be being resourcefulness and if plan B does or if plan A doesn't work out, you know, what's plan B? Mm-hmm. What can you do? What resource? Solve. Like, yeah. So problem solve. Problem solve. Yes. Keep problem solving. Yes. Anything else you ladies would like to add? Do you want to talk about boundaries within your, I feel like you, you were talking about that recently too, just especially in your past industry, mm-hmm. setting boundaries with bosses, coworkers. Oh my gosh. So that's what happened. So like, I feel like a lot of people, it's hard to eat my breakfast or lunch or it's hard to work mm-hmm. out. And I'll touch Based on uh, mom guilt, but it's, it's hard to eat lunch at a certain time because I have these meetings. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, and like, don't stop there. People just stop. And I'm like, this is why. I'm like, okay, and then what? Well, it's because it's happened. And then what can you do? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, yeah, I guess I could move my meeting, eat my lunch, or I could just tell my boss I'm taking it. Right. I have helped someone who is a physician in the hospital. And she was not eating her food and skipping her lunches because she felt bad that she needed to tend to the patient. Mm-hmm. And I had a conversation with her. I'm like, do you feel like you're showing up your best by doing that? Like you're mm-hmm. in the healthcare, taking mm-hmm. care of someone and you're running on no food mm-hmm. and like on high stress. Is that helpful? And she's like, it's not. I'm like, so what can you do? She's like, well, I guess I can't excuse myself in a room for 15 minutes to get my food in. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, let's do that. Oh, and, and it's like, <laughs> she just didn't want to feel uncomfortable. Mm. She didn't want to leave someone waiting. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, you're not shown up as your best. Right. And now she's taking breaks and everyone is so much better. Yeah. actually able to help them a lot better. Exactly. You can't help. You can't give your best. And this goes back to mom. I love that you t- touched on nursing, but as a mom, right? Yeah. If you're running on fumes. Yeah. If you're not sleeping well, yeah. going to bed late is just rolling. Yeah. You're not sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not eating. Trying to show up as the best mom is going to be damn near impossible. Oh, my God. Because I'm well-rested, well-fed. Mm-hmm. I move. I get sunlight. And I'm still at the end of the night exhausted. Yes. Yeah. And on my end of the rope sometimes. Yeah. And I take care of myself like nobody's business. <laughs> and so I can't imagine if you are taking care of yourself. How does that look? Like, right? Like, yeah. how does that look translate to your parenting methods? Because if you're not feeling well... You're going to react. Your emotions are going to be all over the place. You're going to be reacting mm-hmm. um, instead of being proactive. And you want to set a good example, right? You mm-hmm. want to be there for your children and in, in your best capacity. So it's not, it's mandatory yeah. that you put yourself first, you eat, you get your sleep, you move your body so you can be the best parent. 100%. And I feel the same with postpartum. My doula actually came over yesterday. Uh, she follows me on Instagram and she was, you know, 
so excited with all the things that I was posting. She didn't really realize that I worked in the industry, health and fitness. And she's like, oh, yeah, I'm just so impressed. Like, you make it look so easy. And I was like, well, I planned for it. I mean, I know I, there was just some things that I wasn't going to know or expected, right? Like the, the few days after giving birth, I mean, those days were definitely so rough. But I mean, I've taken care of myself for the past 10 years mm -hmm. and I prep six weeks worth of meals and, um, you know, I still, you know, I move my body as best as I can right now as I'm recovering. I mean, these are habits that I have instilled since, you know, for years now. And so I don't think it is, um, a coincidence that, you know, I do feel good even running on two or three hours of sleep. Like I worked today, two and a half hours of sleep last night. Um, but you know, I have a lot of energy. Yeah, you do. It's, pretty, so it's kind of scary actually. I'm like, wow. <laughs> This is what it feels like. <laughs> is it sleep deprived? Because yeah. I don't feel sleep deprived. Yeah. And it, it's obviously because I take care of myself at the end of the day. Like I'm still eating. I'm eating my protein. I'm moving my body. Sunlight. I'm getting sunlight. I'm, I'm taking my vitamins. You know, I'm going to start lifting here in a couple weeks. And again, these are things like I, it doesn't happen by accident, you guys. Like if you see somebody and it seems like, wow, they just recovered so well mm -hmm. and they have so much energy. And they're postpartum or they have kids. Mm -hmm. Like, what are they doing? Well, they're taking care of it. They're being proactive. Mm -hmm. And this is exactly what I was hoping for with prepping all of those meals during this time because I didn't know what was coming my way. I've never done this before. I've never had a kid before. Mm -hmm. um, and I knew I was going to be sleep deprived. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah. So just throwing that out there that, you know, if you want your life to go a little bit smoother, you have to take care of yourself first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, <laughs> good talk. Very passionate. Talk. Yes, now into some questions. <laughs> yes, we have some questions. Thank you guys so much for submitting questions. So we actually have a couple. Let me bring this up. And if you want to submit your question, go to the show notes. Like you can see me, I'm pointing down, <laughs> down below and submit your questions and we will answer them um, live on our show. Cool. All right. So this is from Hillary. Um, she wrote her, her name. So you don't have to write your name. You can post these questions anonymously, but there are some people that added their names. So this is from Hillary. Uh, she's one of our clients and she said, Doing it messy and all of the things that go along with that may be a fun podcast. There's a lot of perfectionists out there like me, and I'm just now coming to the realization that doing it messy is the way to get it done for me. I love that. You know what? It's so interesting. She calls herself a perfectionist. <laughs> yeah. Because first of all, I think tossing that label out the window. Toss it. As soon as you call yourself that, you are that. Yes. <laughs> Um, and I actually would never have identified her personally as a perfectionist. Yeah, coach. I'm her coach. <laughs> um, she just started, but, um, you know, she definitely has an athlete mentality. She's a mom of two. She just gave birth in November. She just got cleared and started strength training and uh, nutrition program with me. And she really embodied what the athlete mentality um, and she is doing it messy. She's mm -hmm. showing up. Even her daughter was sick literally the first week. She had to work out from home. So honestly, Hillary, I wouldn't call it like I, you're, you are doing it. You're doing it messy. She she got her first workout from home. She made it happen. Um, she went from not tracking at all to full-blown tracking macros and 
And it's been really impressive to watch her go. But if you, first of all, I think if you are someone who identifies as always late, uh, not a morning person, perfectionist, um, give me some more. I, I just like, <laughs> like, like I'm a type. A type personality. Don't plan. plan. <laughs> but just go with the flow. Like I don't plan. Like, I'm stubborn. I'm just stubborn. I'm just stubborn. <laughs> it's like, it's not helpful for you. Mm-hmm. I yeah. don't want that. And I think we talk about this so passionately because we are constantly doing it messy too. Mm-hmm. We are constantly practicing. We're still putting in our reps. And so, and we have also gone through, like we, we have creative identity for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We've always been said like, we're going to make shit happen. We're going to do this yeah. and keep going. And so that's. This is why we're a strong team is because we ha- have, we create identities individually, but it just, it, um, it complements each other and what we're trying to do here in the mission of the path to goals. Like, okay, we say we're going to do something, we're going to yeah. do it, we're going to follow through with it. Yeah. And then we encourage each other to, to do that. Mm-hmm. So, um, do you have, messy? Do you have, messy? Do you have any, uh, perfectionist clients? Denise? Yeah, I think a lot of people come in and they might not want to learn a new skill because they need to do it perfectly. Mm-hmm. So I now have prefaced like, you're not going to get this right the first time. You're not meant yeah. to. Like, you're and being okay with that. Yeah. yeah. Like, for example, when we do, okay, like, let's plan your meals. It's like, it needs to look like this. Mm-hmm. Or I need to have everything. It's like, it's not helpful to do mm-hmm. that, right? You learn as you go. Mm-hmm. And you actually learn the most from your mistakes and failures. So all of the opportunities on how to do it in a better way. But a lot of people, I think, with any new skill, they want to achieve right mm-hmm. they want to make sure i'm like marking off this goal or i'm doing it the right way um so if that's you just do it just learn how to have fun and do a bestie and um learn from your mistakes oh that's a cool i really like you're you can be, you can have failures right like you're meant to make mistakes mm-hmm. but when you stop trying that's when you become a failure mm-hmm. right, there's right, a lot right. of people are fearful like i will be a failure it's mm-hmm. like if you keep trying, you keep making mistakes. If you stop, you're a failure. Exactly. Right? But if you make mistakes, you're mm-hmm. learning. Yeah, yeah you're learning yeah. from your failure. Fail yeah. forward. Fail so forward, baby. Okay, perfect. Um, question number two. Okay, this is a good one. Y'all have mentioned that you shouldn't always be in a deficit, but I was wondering if the same is true when you have significant amount of weight to lose, about 50 plus pounds, how long should how long should a maintenance break go in between deficits? Yeah, I mean, it depends. My, your mind will probably be burnt out <laughs> while being in a deficit before your body. If you have a significant amount of weight to lose, a small deficit over weeks or mo- months, um, it's not going yeah. to kill you. Yeah, <laughs> no. Yeah, so it just is super individual, right? Mm-hmm. And it depends on the um, the duration of the deficit, how much the deficit is, and mm-hmm. like Alyssa said, your the psycho the psychological aspects of your de- deficit. So, for some people, you know, uh, toward the end of your diet, they decide to end the diet because they are inconsistent or um, they are experiencing some body image stuff or, um, you know, they're kind of already starting to fall off track. So, you know, you have to kind of recognize what behaviors you're doing. If you're starting to kind of go off plan more often, it might be a good time for a diet break or to go back to maintenance for a little bit. And as far as, you know, how long you should be a maintenance for, again, it just really depends on the individual and how long it'll take you to recover. And 
you also need to have some sort of checklist before you go into another deficit too. You know, are you mentally ready to to go into it for how long? Um, what are some other checklists? Um, how often are you going into a deficit mm-hmm. too? Mm-hmm. I think for somebody who needs to lose 58 plus pounds, I think Alyssa was, you know, correct with that, where if you're in a small deficit for a long period of time, I think you'll be okay mm-hmm. because it's, it's sustainable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you're not starving. But for folks who are perhaps more on the leaner side, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, you definitely don't want to be dieting more, mm-hmm. I would say, more than two times per year, but even two times, I think is, is kind of a lot. So, yeah. And I mean, if you have a chronic health condition, your doctor says, Hey, you really like, if you're on borderline being diabetic, mm. you might have to be in a deficit, you know, yeah, for, a while. So for a while to get some of the weight off. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's where our weekly check-ins are so important. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. when you monitor yourself weekly to mm-hmm. see all of your biofeedback markers, you'll then be able to make a more logical decision on yeah. how to move forward. Yeah. yeah. And biofeedback markers, you guys, is just the same. Uh, it's just a term to explain how your body is responding to the protocols set in place. Mm-hmm. So we like to assess, okay, how's your energy? How's mm-hmm. your sleep? How's your stress, your digestion, your period, mm-hmm. right? So if you start to see any abnormalities, mm-hmm. then it might be because of your lifestyle choices. And we need to evaluate that, right? Okay, it's not just about nutrition, but are you getting adequate sleep? Are you managing your stress? Mm-hmm. Are you setting up your routines, right? Mm-hmm. And so if one of those things are off, or perhaps you're not eating enough micronutrients, mm-hmm. right? Enough fiber, enough vitamins, like things like that. And so um, that's where we need to kind of evaluate, okay, what is actually going on in the bigger picture? And, you know, Mm-hmm. Uh, restructure some things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, well, that is all the questions for today. Thank you guys for tuning in. And again, like Alyssa said, if you guys want to submit any other questions, uh, sh- the link for the form is in the show notes. But until then, thank you for tuning in. Bye. Bye.